0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Where well, the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, we're in the midst of a series titled Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and it's, it's, it is based on the series of the same, a book of the same title by T. Harv Ecker. I've actually really enjoyed teaching this book, and I think it's important that you get the book. If you don't have it, I know some people listen to the podcast on their phones, on the go, et cetera, and sometimes won't take the time. And I appreciate the fact that you are listening. So please don't misunderstand me. But I'm committed to you getting your breakthroughs. I'm committed to you getting the greatest opportunities available to you. I'm committed to you making sure that you have the prosperity you desire so you can do the things that you Want to do in life. So for me, in a real way, I am proclaiming and teaching freedom because in Lessons in Truth by H.M. LeCady, she always said, she wrote, Every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is a result of this belief. And people automatically, when they hear the word flesh, they start thinking about, you know, uh, you know, moral sin or, you know, bodily, whatever, et cetera, or just, you know, being enslaved by the appetites of the body. But what she's really saying is that people feel as though that they're in bondage to the human condition. And one of the things of the human condition is lack, not having enough. But it's also about ignorance because what you don't know, which is ignorance, can harm you. What you don't know can't hold you back. What you don't know can play a large part in you not having the life you desire. And having information without execution, without a plan, without a system won't get you far. I don't care who you are. It won't get you far. We have to be legitimate in our understanding. That to develop prosperity, first of all, we have to have a shift in mentality, because that's why this book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth. We also have to talk about um, a system that goes along with it. So in other words, what are you going to do consistently to produce the results you desire? I was watching this video, and I'm going to get to the book in a moment, but I think it's important. I was watching a video of a car manufacturing company that uh, they had some executives that wanted to volunteer, and they ended up volunteering at a soup kitchen to feed homeless people. And to make a long story short, they, when they looked at how the soup kitchen was functioning, they discovered that If they applied the systems that they uh, utilize at the car company, at the factories, in other words, you know, this goes here, this goes there, everything's timely and in order to be able to produce cars. What what they discovered was uh, they could improve the efficiency of the soup kitchen. So, just because they had a system. The soup kitchen went from being able to have a process where everybody gets fed in one hour to 18 minutes. Now, how many more people can you feed if you can drop your time from one hour, 60 minutes, to 18 minutes? Now, with a financial system about how you handle your money, what you do with your money, how your money works for you, how much more money, how much more wealth can be created in your life if you actually have a system to do it. Now, everybody's system isn't equal. One of these things that I was having a conversation with some of my friends yesterday in the ministerial world and through text and whatever is... All of these different financial advisors that are out there now that have different advice. T. Harv Ecker and Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he has a plan. He has a system on how how you handle your money. Dave Ramsey has a plan. Uh, Grant Cordon has a plan. Susie Orman has a plan. Uh, I think, I think, David Bach, I think, I think that's his name, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he has a plan. Everybody has a plan. Uh, Dean Grazio has a plan. Tony Robbins put a, uh, a game plan in a couple of his uh, his last two books. And I think the reason why you have different plans is because you have different types of personalities and different things that are, would be considered more conservative or risky depending on the type of person you are. You know, as I was saying, I was like uh, with, with Grant, I said, you know, Grant's mindset is go-getter, massive wealth. Dave Ramsey's pr- program is to make sure that people can live in decency without debt. It doesn't require a whole bunch of extra thought and flipping real estate and buying buildings and, and investing in that, whatever his like simple, you know, emergency fund, you know, debt snowball, full emergency fund, you know, uh, sc- put money aside for school, pay off mortgage, you know, you know, uh, invest in retirement, you know, but in real simple chunks, and it's for the it's for people who can anybody can do it. Whereas everybody might not be able to, to f- feel as everybody could. Let me rephrase that. But everybody might not have the desire to be as intricate as maybe Robert Kiyosaki with his rich dad poor dad methodology. But both of them work, or Grant's methodology. Uh, of, of you know just going for it hardcore people have different mindsets so the point is each one of those people have systems and because they have systems they're able to produce duplicatable results that's the key duplicatable results all right now, let me get to the book because uh, the last week we went through some detail in t- to T. Harve Eckers' money game plan. Well, you can listen to that show in good detail if you desire. Again, if you have any questions, you can call in at 773. 773- Excuse me, I'm about to give you the church number, y'all. <laughs> 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. Now, don't call, uh, now, that if you call in the Christ Universal Temple now, you won't get me. I'll be on this show. Anyway, wealth file number 15. Rich people have their money, work hard for them. Poor people work hard for their money. If you're like most people you grew up being programmed that you have to work hard for money chances are good however that you didn't grow up with the conditioning that it was just as important to make your money work hard for you no question working hard is important but working hard alone will never make you rich how do we know that take a look in the real world let's stop here there are a lot there are a lot of people right now and maybe including you who work real hard you know, it used to be a song, I think it was uh, Donna Summers, I Work Hard for the Money. or oh, she works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. And that was a serious song. I remember the video as a kid or something like that. She was a waitress at a restaurant and whatever. She works hard for the money, and they showed her slaving in that restaurant. There are a lot of people who work hard for their money but that money doesn't work hard for them. In, uh, in other words, they don't have savings. They don't have investments. They don't have retirement. They don't have an emergency fund. Nothing. Now you might say, well, I'm a little bit too tight. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stretched beyond whatever. And this is where, uh, unfortunately, you know, choices come into play. What do I mean by that? Uh sooner or later you got to make a choice. Okay, what can I cut? Because do I want conven- convenience or do I want this emergency fund? Do I want convenience in the short term or do I want to get a plan together to start putting money here and there? Do I want the the next pair of shoes or can that money go into developing what I need? I think I mentioned um uh last week or a week before about a, a millionaire at the church very f- financially uh wealthy guy that goes to the church who talked about for years how he ate literally every day at lunch beans and rice'cause he, he could because he couldn't figure out any other way to set aside money, so he used his lunch money that he was spending you're working downtown, you're spending money. Or even you're working at XY,Z factory, if you're buying food, fast food every day, he got real basic. I mean eat these rice and beans every day, every day, every day, for years. So he would have the money he needed to invest and buy real estate. So yeah, but you gotta build up the capital so you can be in the game. So, back to the book, page one fifty six. He states, "So let's get this straight: the idea that you have to work hard to get rich is bogus. The old Protestant work ethic states a dollar's work for a dollar's pay. There's nothing wrong with that adage except that they forgot to tell us what to do with." that dollar's pay. You Knowing what to do with that dollar is where you move from hard work to smart work in other words don't let years and decades worth of work show, go past you and you look up and you have nothing to show for it like for real like for real Like you know um, and sometimes it can be just be decision like you know uh, you know, I know I've had the situations and circumstances where I've had loved ones who make who made their transition and they didn't have life insurance. That you know, and then people gotta get buried, people still gotta live and go forward, people have families, et cetera. But no plan. But no plan. We have to learn how to work smart. Work smart work and you have money and stuff etc and then no will so when you so your your finances are caught up in court for a year when they could be helping you your children and your grandchildren or whatever it makes a difference what's the plan so he's he so he says some stuff that might irritate a few. It doesn't irritate me at all because again, he's making a far contrast and he's 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 being um he's amplifying the differences to make sure that we understand the difference between a rich mentality and a poor mentality, not people. He's using people, but he's really talking about a mentality. Rich people can spend their days playing and relaxing because they work smart. They understand and use leverage. They employ other people to work for them and their money to work for them. So what he's saying is, uh, first of all, I think it's to say that they, they spend their days playing and relaxing and actually not accurate. If you're responsible for a lot of stuff, you're normally on your P's and Q's, as they say. Uh, but the what we really want to get across or what I really want to get across is they understand and use leverage leverage because that's important too because sometimes in the pursuit of wealth we don't realize the more we get caught up in the details of nonsense the longer it will take us to become wealthy in other words sometimes we just get distracted in other stuff let me go on it says yes in my experience you do have to work hard for money for rich people however this is a temporary situation for poor people it is permanent Rich people understand that you have to work hard until your money works hard enough to take your place. Ah, uh, rich people understand that you have to work hard enough until your money works hard enough to take your place. They understand that the more money, the more. Uh, excuse me. They understand that the more your money works, the less you will have to work. So, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, T. Harv Eker, uh, Grant Cardone. Uh, and even when you get to a point of down the line, when it's Dave Ramsey, all of them are talking about having so much income that's coming in, uh, you know, that you don't have to, uh, that you, you end up having passive streams of income that sometimes is greater than your regular income. Now, you know, this is definitely drilled by T. Harv Eker. And it's definitely drilled by a couple of other people that even with your job, you're building wealth, you're building wealth, you're building wealth. And when you build up enough passive income that exceeds your, uh, what you need to live comfortably, you're out of the rat race. This is what uh, Kiyosaki talks about when he says he retired at age 47. He wasn't saying that he stopped working. That means he stopped working for money. I want to be clear. He still makes money. He stopped working. So he, he was, you know, writing books, doing workshops, leasing his name to everything, the rich dad this, rich dad that, which is his prerogative. And all of that passive income means he doesn't have to get up and be somewhere working for somebody or working even in his own business to the point where he has to do it to to take care of his necessities. See, we work because we need to take care of the home or the apartment and the clothes and the clothes and the food and the children and the, and the whatever. You're out of the rat race when your passive income can handle all of that and exceed it. Like literally. So it's dependent on how you want to do it and how you don't want to do it. But what I'm trying to drill across with today's show is because I'm only going to teach one wealth file today intentionally is I want to drill home. You have to have a system, whatever system that is, whatever system that your soul says follow. And what do I mean by that? You can read up and research other people's stuff. And sooner or later, you just got to pray and say, okay, which one am I following? And go for it. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. You read the book, you follow the material. And you don't do anything with it. Johnny Coleman used to say, it works if you work it. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. Last Wealth File, Wealth File 14, he gave a step by step game plan on overview. It's not the details of it, but an overview of what you can do with your money. You can say, well, that works for me or it doesn't. Okay, then what's your plan? I can remember years ago, uh, one of my spiritual mothers, uh, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, who. I've said on this show before, and I'll say it again, was literally a spiritual and biblical genius, master metaphysician. Uh, I I can't say enough good words about her. Uh, Anyway, um, she used to always say to people, what's your system? Okay, you say that doesn't work or that doesn't make sense. What's your system? Because she understood that the system makes stuff work. Not shooting from the hip. Not shooting from the hip. You know, uh I was you know, being a martial artist, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube or different stuff. And I was it was just kind of funny because I was watching this guy last night and he was teaching um he's a Jeet Kune Do teacher. Jeet Kune Do is the is the system of principles that Bruce Lee put together. And uh, it means the way of the intercepting fist in Cantonese. And he was talking about how Bruce's system. I I want you to get this. Like, what does it got to do with money? Get back to talking about money. But I'm just using this analogy because I really want you to get it. Bruce Lee put together a system that worked based upon experiment. So he was a Kung Fu student over in China came here at 18 because he was born in America because his father was a, uh actor and his mother traveled with him. His mother was half white, half Chinese. His father was Chinese. He was born in San Francisco while his, while his family was here working. So when he turned 18, he had to come to America to accept his citizenship or lose it. And while he was here, and he started running up against these larger uh, white and black guys Bigger than the guys that he was practicing with and fighting in China, uh, he had to learn how to adapt what he was doing. You know, he jokingly says when he, he used to love to work out with Kareem Abdul Jabbar, was one of his students when Cream was Luau Cinder at UCLA. And he jokes about how he loved to train with Lou Cinder because he was 5'7, 135 pounds, and Luau Cinder was, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was 7'2 and about 260. So, the I and I not everybody's gonna be Kareem size, but what Bruce learned how to do was I'm gonna develop a system for me to get in, get out, get fat real fast, and he based it on fencing and strong and, and strong side boxing. I'm not gonna teach all that. My point is this: everybody who proclaims to teach Jiu Jitsu had they they have a certain stance, they use a certain type of techniques. They, they have they they follow the same principles to get similar results. If you're gonna be a disciple of a certain way of developing your money, then that means that you are following the system to get certain types of results. If you're gonna follow the Rich Dad, follow Rich Dad all out. If you're gonna follow T Harv Eker, follow it all. Excuse me, all out. If you're going to follow spiritual economics by Eric Butterworth, follow it all out. If you're going to follow Susie Orman, find her system, follow it all the way out. If you're going to follow uh, Dave Ramsey, follow the system and follow it all the way out. You won't know if it works if you don't follow it all the way out. You have to know that you can get the results you desire. What's your system? What's your system? And once you understand your system, it doesn't mean you can't complement it with other things and adapt it and make it new and different. But no, it's your system. Experiment with it. I tell anybody, my new thought is, my new thought foundation is Unity Metaphysics, or some what pe- some people call film theology. From that base, from that foundation, I can go in anywhere but my foundation is still going to go back to new thought that was taught by the early Unity Pioneers because that's the new thought that Johnny Coleman brought to Christ's Universal Temple. And that's what she taught her people. So that's my foundation. Now, does that mean it's the only thing I study? No. Does it doesn't mean that that I can play with it and put some Ernest Holmes with it and some Neville and some Joe Goldsmith and some Joseph Murphy. Yeah, because it, it's it's... Because I can play with it, but I know what my foundation is. Know the difference. Know the difference. What is your system? There are people like The Path to Wealth or Mae McCarthy. She has a system she does every day seven steps, every day, seven steps. Every day in her book, A Path to Wealth, she explains it. And out of those seven steps and following them consistently, she has produced several multi-million dollar companies. But she had a system. I'm about to get into this chapter in in, in some great detail, but I want to drive home that point because it's just information overload after a while. If you don't put it together into a way of being, a system that allows you to get consistent results. Consistent. All right. Because you have to understand that this is a mindset change and your actions won't change unless there's a mindset change. But people are systematic. We're ritualistic. It's likely that you get up to shower or bathe the same way you do everything in order. You put the deodorant on at the same time. You brush your teeth at the same time. You floss at the same, I mean, in in, in order. You gargle at the same time. You, you know, you shave or do your hair or you whatever. You probably have a system that's unconscious, but allows you to function. You get up and you do the same things consistently. What's your system? What's your system? If you don't have a system, you won't get consistent results. Everybody I know that's in shape, really in shape, really in shape. They have a system. They go to the gym a certain amount of times a week. They know this is leg day. This is arm. I'm working on my back. I'm doing my cardio. I'm doing my whatever. They have a system. Oh, I do my yoga this amount of times a day. Or I do my whatever, my Zumba class. And they have a system of how that happens consistently. They have a consistent diet. They're not stopping in saying, oh, let me get that Big Mac or that Whopper and put down my Caesar salad. So we got to take our break. And we'll be right back with True Transform. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before I get started really drilling down into this wealth file. Um let me remind you that this show along with all the other shows on unity online radio are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive freely give my request is that you go to unity online radio.org or the shortcut unity.fm, uh, and click on the donate button and help support this online ministry that sends this new thought message all the way all around the world. You know, we have people that are connecting with us from every continent and It's important because there are places where this type of information isn't readily available and accessible. Therefore, um, help us transform human consciousness by supporting us financially. Um, Your donations are desired and appreciated. So I thank you for your consideration and if so, action. Uh, also, this show has a Facebook page, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. And, uh, you know, you can go on Facebook. My request is that you like the page, write a positive review and give it a five-star rating. Share the stuff that you see on there so other people can know about the show. And the show is also on Apple Podcast and Stitcher, uh, the Stitcher app. Uh, so you can listen to it on the go on your mobile devices. Again, my request is that you give it a five-star rating and you know, write a positive review. So you you can help other people find out about the show because it helps with the algorithms. So that's my request. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's more than doable for those people who are living in the Chicagoland area. I will be teaching in the Johnny Coleman Institute on, um, I have two classes, um, one of the classes at the prerequisite, which is a Bible One class, which is on the basic overview of the Bible uh, starting on September 24th. But on September 25th, I'm teaching a life visioning class. You can contact the church. It's, uh, or the Johnny Coleman Institute at 773-568-1770 773-568-1770 for more information. But the, the it's based upon Michael Beckwith's book, Life Visioning, which is basically, what are the spiritual practices to catch god's divine ideas and it also talks about the four stages of consciousness which i think is brilliant which is based upon some older unity metaphysics stuff and i'm sure some stuff that's even older than that so come check it out and also if you're in the chicagoland area or you like to watch the christ universal temple uh stream um obviously watch it every week, which you can watch uh, on our website, CUTemple.org. Uh, we're rebooting our app, so that's not up right now. And you can watch on our YouTube page. If you Go to YouTube and you just type Temple" in the search engine. You can watch the live stream from 10.30 a.m. until 12 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to be doing a sermon on the t- September 29th on the Law of Increase. The Law of Increase. And I also will have a special prayer that I'm going to be giving out. So you want to make sure that you are tuned in for that process. And you might be listening to this show years later, uh, but make sure you watch September 29th. It'll be on YouTube or something. uh, 2019, it's going to be a special lesson. All right, let's get to it. Page 156. Now that I've drilled home, you have to have a system. Let's get into some more detail. Page 156. Remember, money is energy. Most people put work energy in and get money energy out. People who achieve financial freedom have learned how to substitute their investment of work energy with other forms of energy. These forms of energy include other people's work, business systems at work, or investment capital at work. I'm going to repeat that again. These forms include other people's work, business systems at work, or investment capital at work. Again, first you work hard for money then you let money work hard for you. All right. So uh, so then he, he put something out that I think is really important, probably more important than a lot of points that you'll read in financial literature books. He says, when it comes to the money game, most people don't have a clue as to what it takes to win. What's your goal? When do you win the game? are you shooting for 3 squares meals a day 100,000 a year in income becoming a millionaire becoming a multi-millionaire now if you don't know the the goal first of all you'll never achieve something that you don't that's that's just random like okay I don't really have a goal I just want to be happy I just want to have enough what is enough get clear on what enough is <clears throat> then It says, at the Millionaire Mind Intensive Seminar, the goal of the money game we teach is to never have to work again unless you choose to. And if that works, and that if you work, you work by choice, not by necessity. So he teaches people that the goal is to not have to work unless you want to. So what would that look like for you? The reason why I said, what, what does that look like for you? Because uh, people people have different levels of lifestyle. People live in different areas. Like, it costs a lot more money to live in downtown Chicago than it would in Starksville, Mississippi. I'm just saying, you know, or uh, or Edabina, Mississippi. Or, you know, or even a, a much smaller metropolitan city. I'm just throwing stuff cities out, so either people down there, either being in Starksville, I'm not dissing you. I'm saying it costs a lot more money. you know. Uh, and I thought about Starksville, because I remember seeing a lady who had a house down there that was magnificent, and if that house was in Chicago, it probably would have cost a couple of hundred thousand dollars more just uh, it works just because of location. So you got to know what that means for you. So he says, in other words, the goal is to become financially free as quickly as possible. My definition of financial freedom is simple. It is the ability to live the lifestyle you desire without having to work or rely on anything else for money. So what is your definition for financial freedom? I like his, the ability to live the lifestyle you desire without having to work or rely on anything else for money. So, again. That requires passive income. Now let's get into it. He says, to win the money game, the goal is to earn enough passive income to pay for your desired lifestyle. In short, you become financially free when your passive income exceeds your expenses. I'm going to repeat that. In short, you become financially free When your passive income exceeds your expenses, this is what rich dad, poor dad was all about. He talks about it over and over again in the cash flow Quadrant and in several other books. That when his passive income exceeded his expenses for his lifestyle, he retired. I mean, he stopped working, but he he didn't have to work for money anymore. He worked because he wanted to work or to increase his wealth, not because he needed to. He says, I have identified two primary sources of passive income. The first is money working for you. This includes investments, Uh Uh, Excuse me, this includes investment earnings from financial instruments such as stocks, bonds, T bills, money markets, mutual funds, as well as owning mortgages or other assets that appreciate in value and can be liquidated for cash. The second major source of passive income is business working for you. Business working for you. This entails generating ongoing income from business where you do not need to be personally involved for that business to operate and yield an income. Let me repeat this again. This entails generating ongoing income from businesses where you do not need to be personally involved to operate or yield an income. So, what are some examples of this? Real estate, rental real estate rather, royalties from books, music or software, licensing your ideas, becoming a franchisor, owning storage units, owning vending or other types of coin-operated machines, and network marketing to name just a few. Now, he wrote this book years ago. There's so many more things you can do now, it's unreal. But the issue is business working for you income. In other words, you're not trading time for money. Because that's not the way to get rich. You can do it, but you got to be a real high high income earner to do it. Eventually, money has to work for you or business has to work for you. Page 158. He goes on to say, I can't overemphasize the importance of creating passive income structures. It's simple. Without passive income, you can never be free. But, and it's a big but, did you know that most people have a tough time creating passive income? There are three reasons. First, conditioning. Most of us were actually programmed not to earn passive income. When. You were somewhere between 13 and 16 years old and you needed money. What did your parents tell you? Did they say, well, go out there and earn some passive income? Doubtful. Most of us heard, go to work, go get a job, or something to that effect. We were taught to work for money, making passive income income abnormal for most of us. Second, most of us were never taught how to make passive income. In my school, passive income 101 was never a subject that was offered. This time I got to take woodworking and metalworking, notice both still entail working, and made the perfect candle holder for my mom. Since we didn't learn about cre- creating passive income structures in school, we learned it elsewhere, right? Doubtful. The end result is that most of us don't know much about it and therefore don't do much about it. Finally, since we were never exposed or taught about passive income and investing, We have never given it much attention. This is key. So again, we were just used to trading time for dollars. He says, we have largely based our career and business choices on generating working income. If you understood from an early age that our primary financial goal was to create passive income, when you reconsider those career choices, I'm always recommending to folks choosing or changing their business or career to find a direction where generating streams of passive income is natural and relatively easy. Now here's what's interesting. He's Mm -hmm. interested in building wealth. So when people come to him, he's recommending, you know what? You might want to reevaluate your career. Now I'm not saying if you do what you love and you're passionate about it, you shouldn't do it. But you also have to recognize that if you're working a job that's taking up 18 hour, you know, 14 hours of your day in hard labor, it's highly likely you're not thinking about going home and doing anything else other than eating and falling asleep. You know, I used to uh, joke with somebody I know who used to work literally at the place of employment. i taking take work home 13 hours a day. And it was no wonder he would just decompress hard and detach hard because if you at work at eight a.m. and you're not leaving work until ten p.m. five days a week, sometimes six, but every but definitely five. One day is a wipeout day because all you're doing is eating, going to bed. Eating, going to bed. So thinking about other ways to produce income doesn't necessarily pop into your head because you're exhausted. So he's saying, can you figure out a way to be able to develop a passive income? And I'm saying to do that, you have to Create the time to think. Think. Stop and plan a meeting with yourself or with others or get a mastermind group or whatever you got to do that makes you stop and pause and think and hold yourself accountable. So he goes on to say. Next paragraph. By choosing opportunities that immediately that immediately or eventually produce passive income, you'll have the best of both worlds, working income now and passive income later. Refer a few paragraphs back refer back a few paragraphs to revise some of the passive business income options we discussed. Unfortunately, almost everyone has a money blueprint that is set for earning working income and against earning passive income. So in other words, we're just conditioned That we're trading time for money. All right. So he goes on to say. Rich people think long term. They balance their spending on enjoyment today with investing for freedom tomorrow. Poor people think short term. They run their life based on immediate gratification. Poor people use the excuse. How can I think about tomorrow when I can barely survive today? The problem is that eventually tomorrow will become today. If you don't take care of today's problem, you will be saying the same thing again tomorrow, too. And I would also add, you might be dealing with two problems and not one. So he puts it right out there on page 160. To increase your wealth, you either have to earn more or live on less. All right, bottom line. Uh, so he goes on down the page on page 160. I hate to be the one to have to tell you this, but for the most part, buying things for immediate gratification is nothing more than a futile attempt to make up for our dissatisfaction in life. More often than not, spending money you don't have comes from expending emotions you do have. So, in other words, they're, they're emotional purchases you know, the high even sometimes of shopping or buying or getting stuff you don't need. Okay, so he says, of course, if overspending isn't coming from your immediate emotions, it arises from your money blueprint. What and how, what were you taught about money as a kid, either directly or through observation? That's key. Through money, uh, we definitely have a money lens, how we see life. So it says, uh, she gives an example of this lady named Natalie, who was wasteful with money uh, because her parents were stingy. And thought everything was too expensive, even though her dad made a lot of money at the time, based upon income, based upon at the time. So on page 161, they deal with it. He said that the millionaire mind intensive during the section where we identify your money personality, Natalie's whole world changed. She recognized why she had been spending all her money. It was a form of resentment towards her parents for being so cheap. It was also to prove to herself and the world that she wasn't cheap. Since the course with her blueprint, cha- since the course with her blueprint changed, Natalie says she no longer has the urge to spend her money in stupid ways. Natalie related she was recently walking through a mall and noticed this gorgeous light brown suede and fur coat hanging. In the window display of one of her favorite stores. And immediately, her mind said, That coat would look great on you, especially with your blonde hair. You need that. You don't have a really nice dress you want a coat. So she walked into the store, and when she was trying it on, she noticed the price tag $400. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get past that. Uh, eventually, she said, I don't need the coat. She said, The voice came up, You better off putting that $400 towards your FFA account. What do you need that this coat for? You already have a winter coat. That's okay for now. Before she knew it, she was putting the coat on hold until the next day instead of buying it right there in the moment as usual. She never went back to get the coat. Natalie realized that her, mon- her mental material gratification file had been replaced with financial freedom files. Now, if this is an issue of a fur coat versus something else, or you having what you don't, you know, not buying nice stuff? No. What he was saying is, why are you buying it? And she was buying stuff to prove that she wasn't cheap. And, and when she realized that that same money I could put into a, a, an account that will continually grow and add to my wealth, it just made more sense to her. Like, okay, part of recognizing wealth or developing wealth is recognizing that you have to stick to your system. So, if you say heck of high water, I'm putting this aside every day until I build up my emergency fund. Heck of high water, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out of debt. And I'm going to use this debt snowball to be out of debt by this amount of time. Heck of high water, I'm going to put this amount of money aside to invest in my retirement. Heck of high water, I'm putting this money aside for real estate investment or whatever you want to do just know that you have to stick to your system or it won't work. What she discovered was the system will get her what she wants, not impulsive emotional spending. It's a big difference. All right, back to the book. Page 163. Again, the idea is to have your money work as hard for you as you do for it, and that means you have to save and invest rather than make it your mission in life to spend it all. So he goes on to say long-term versus short-term. Poor people work to earn money to live today. Rich people work to earn money to pay for their investments, which will pay for their future. That's the difference. Big difference. Rich people buy assets, things that will likely go up in value. Poor people buy expenses, things that will definitely go down in value. Rich people collect land. Poor people collect bills. I'll I'll tell you the same thing I tell my kids buy real estate if if it's best if you can purchase property that can produce positive cash flow but as far as I'm concerned any real estate is better than no real estate now again that's his system you got people like the rich dad uh, who buy real estate solely for the purpose of passive income you got people who do diff- things different ways the key-, key is your system and he's saying you have to own some stuff. You have to have some assets. Now, Robert Kiyosaki will say a house is not an asset unless, isn't, unless it is giving you uh, passive income. Now, but the point of it is just be clear about what you're seeking to do. Why and the how? Uh, so he goes on to say, buy what you can afford now. If you need more capital to get involved, you can partner with people you trust and know well. The only way to get in trouble with real estate is to overextend yourself or have to sell in a down market. If you heed my early advice and manage your money properly, the likelihood of that happening will be extremely slim and likely. And the saying goes, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Uh, We got to wrap up because it's only a few minutes left. Uh, So he gives a really great example about... uh, Developing stuff, uh uh, 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 investment on a three-acre for sixty thousand, that end up being sold for six hundred thousand ten years later. That's a big deal. So, and he was talking about his own dad. He says, "What?" So he goes on to say on page one sixty-four as we wrap up. While poor people see a dollar as a dollar to trade for something they want right now. Rich people can see every dollar as a seed that can be planted to earn a hundred more dollars and then be replanted to earn a thousand more dollars. Think about it. Every dollar you spend today may actually cost you a hundred dollars tomorrow. We personally, I consider each of my dollars to be an investment soldier to be investment soldiers and their mission is freedom. Needless to say, I'm careful with my freedom fighters and I don't get rid of them quickly or easily. The trick is to get educated, learn about the investment world, become familiar with a variety of different investment vehicles and financial instruments such as real estate, mortgages, stocks, funds, bonds, currency exchange, the whole gamut. Then choose one primary area in which to become an expert. Now, again, you're not going to be an expert in all the stuff. There are people who only do in- investment you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you know, index funds, etc. There's some people who only do real estate. There's some people who figured out how to do passive income through network marketing. There's some people who primarily earn their money through business and owning the stock in their business, like the man who owns Amazon. The fact that he's the owner and he's the majority stockholder means he gets the wealth. So the mindset behind this is what are you doing with your money and what's your system? What's your system? You know, we only have two more wealth files to go and, um, I don't believe I'm doing a show next week. So I, pro- I will probably won't be back with you until the end t- until October. So continue to work with this ma- material, handle the business with you. In a way that makes sense. Develop a system. Do your homework. If you're listening to this show. About secrets of the millionaire mind. Then that means that you are interested. In developing more prosperity. Get determined. To learn. And take action. You got to take the action. Get a system. Follow it through us. F- and test it because it only works if you work it. God bless you and I'll be with you in a couple of weeks with Truth Transforms. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show.